tonight, I will kill all of Godfather! Whoever is beaten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Beware the moon, baby. I'm going now. Heaven help you. American Spook Show, bringing you the summer of the world. Hello and welcome to another edition of the All-American Spook Show podcast. As always, I'm Josh, and I'm joined here with my friend Will. Hey, hey. Donnie. Hey. And the Professor Smoke. What's up, Uli's? Uh, we are all here today inside Spook Show Studios for the first time ever. We're all in the same place at the same time. Um, so the audio is going to be halfway decent this time around. As uh, usual, it's kind of, uh, you know, two or three of us are on Skype. Usually I'm the only one in the studio. So um, so bear with us. We're kind of <laughs> working through uh, uh, some of some of it, you know, that we've, we're, we're not used to doing this all in the same room together because I really don't like looking at you guys. So, uh <laughs> it's throwing me off my game because I have to see your face. Um, but anyways, yeah, we're starting off the Summer of the Wolf series here today with the Wolfman from 1941. I guess before we get uh, too deep into it, I'll go ahead and throw out the usual information. Uh, you can email us any comments or uh, you know any fuck yous or whatever to allamericanspookshow at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at aaspookshow. Of course, we're over on Instagram, Facebook. You know, you should be able to find us there by searching for All American Spook Show. We have a T Public page where you can go and find our uh, logoed merchandise. You know, we've got the the newer look here that we debuted back in March. All that stuff's on there. The older logo, some other designs that we've come up with. You can find that there. Uh, of course, we have the YouTube page. You can find that by searching All American Spook Show. And uh, we've been trying to be better about loading some stuff up on there here recently. So hopefully uh, we'll get better about updating it with the latest episodes. You can listen to them over on there. If you're not, you know, really wanting to look around for your, uh, your on your latest, or, you know, f- for the latest episodes on your podcast catchers and all that, you can go on YouTube and watch those. We also have a Patreon. Uh, that's patreon.com slash aaspookshow. Every Tuesday and Thursday, uh, usually in the evening, but at some point on Tuesdays and Thursdays, you're going to get a new video mini. So generally, that's uh, myself and Donnie and the professor, because Will's usually on assignment every time we go to <laughs> record one of those. So he's usually not on those. But a lot of research to be done. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of a lot of background digging and working that has to go on. That uh, you know, you see the fruits of his labor later on, just not on those video mini sets. <laughs> Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, those have been fun, and, and we're going to be switching it up, doing some uh, some other cool things there. And like I said, this is the summer of the wolf. So basically, what this is is all summer long, all the way through the end of August, we're going to be watching werewolf movies. Some of them, I'd say most of them. You know, if you're listening to this, you you probably like these and uh and ha- uh, have watched them over the years, or there might be a couple in here you haven't watched yet. So uh, we'll get to those, but. I'll go ahead and run down the list of what's coming this summer, just as a tease to uh, what to expect from uh, from now until the end of August. Of course, like I said, today we're going to be talking about the Wolfman from 1941, like arguably the one that kind of started it all, right, as far as like the modern werewolf movie. Then in two weeks we're going to be watching Wolf Cop 
from 2014, which is one I uh, I think we've all seen. Well, I know, Will, you said you haven't seen this one, right? No, like most things. We've yeah, <laughs> like most of these, you probably <laughs> haven't seen it, but that one's pretty good. I've seen that. Donnie, you, you said you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah I've watched it a couple Smoke, times. Smoke, I don't even ever have to ask you that. I know you've seen it. <laughs> I don't uh, know. Yeah, I mean, what is this wolf cop you speak? <laughs> How dare you? Um, then after that, we're going to be watching another classic from 1981, An American Werewolf in London. Then one uh, after that, two weeks after that, episode 64, we're going to be watching Ginger Snaps from 2000. I have not seen that myself. I have not, no. Um, um, no. <laughs> well, I'm not asking you. Cause <laughs> <laughs> Smoke, have you seen that one? Yeah, Ginger Snaps I've seen a couple times. And, uh, I think that I think we're going to be in for a little bit of a treat here. I, I I have confidence. I think all of you are going to enjoy it to certain degrees. Yeah. Mm. I I enjoy getting to check out the ones that you know, we, uh, like at least two or three of us haven't seen. That's mm. always kind of fun. And there's, um, there's been a couple times where none of us have seen the movie. Not too many yeah. times, but I mean, there's been a few that, that we've done that none of us. Yeah, that's have seen. rare error. Yeah, those um, are always fun. Those are more new release things. Yeah, true. Yeah, well, yeah. Then there's that. True. Yeah. Um, then after that, we're going to be two weeks after Ginger Snaps, episode sixty-four, sixty-five. We're going to be watching The Howling. Another from 1981, um, which that's another you know werewolf horror movie classic for sure. And then we're going to be wrapping up the Summer of the Wolf at the end of August. I think that's the last Monday in August, episode 66. That will be another Wolf Cop from 2017. Now I haven't seen that one. That'll be one that I think that I just mentioned that we none of us have seen because I haven't seen it yet either. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, no, no yeah, I, so we're, yeah. So we, you'll have that one to look forward to. We'll hold off until the end of August for that. So that'll bring, that'll uh, wrap up the summer of the wolf. Like I said, at the end of August, then we'll start the sprint towards getting to, uh, like we said in our video mini so the other day, our WrestleMania, the month of October. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, we're still working on a lot of what we've got planned there. But uh, needless to say, we're going to have some cool special episodes that month, not just the regular uh, movie review episodes. I mean, there'll there'll be a couple of those in there for sure. But uh, we've got some other uh, things in the uh, in the workings there, so definitely uh, you know it's time to strap up and get ready for uh, the summer of the wolf, and then the month of October uh, we'll have some special stuff. All right, smoke. So you weren't here on the last episode when we talked about the Conjuring. The devil made me do it. So we'll go ahead and get your star rating, and also we'll get mm -hmm. the gore score because we kind of took a, a stab at it to yeah. see what you would come up with for that. So you know you can give us both that and your just your general thoughts about the movie. Okay, yeah. I, I was on assignment. I'm doing the quote marks, you know, the quotation <laughs> finger <laughs> sign marks in uh, Universal Studios. <laughs> and uh, they, have, they have a theater down there. I don't know if y'all have been to it before. It's in the City Walk. And uh, that's where me and my wife watched it. And uh, I went into it with expectations. Not, you know, I, was, I just went into it not really knowing what to expect from it, whether it's going to be good or bad or what. The theater was awesome, though, by the way. That theater was nice. Yeah. It, was, yeah, it, it, was, it was a great place to see any movie in that theater. But uh, That's almost like me saying, like, well, the credits were nice. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, the, the lights go down, trailers come after trailers, movie comes up. Ten minutes in, I'm like, yeah, I'm digging this. This is pretty good. This is probably a little bit better than what I expected, you know, was expecting from the third Conjuring movie. And then, yeah. <laughs> Nosedive after that, pretty much. I think we all kind of agreed on yeah. that front. Like, you know, yeah, that, that first yeah, 10 or 15 minutes was tight, and then... Yeah. Uh, one thing I'd forgotten about when I was watching the movie, until I think we were maybe talking, you know, talking afterwards or whatever later on, was that it was directed by the same guy that did... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Michael Chavez. <laughs> yeah, Michael Chavez that did uh, Curse of La Llorona. And, and everybody knows 
from my rating and everybody's rating on this, you know, how we feel about that movie. I don't know why they gave it to him to do this movie, but yeah, that, take that first 10 minutes and that's all, that's all I really <laughs> enjoyed from it. After that, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, we could be riding the mummy or, or Velocicoaster again or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We could Anything be, else, yeah. we could be enjoying Universal Studios <laughs> yeah. right now. So, uh, yeah, I was not too impressed after that first, uh, like I said, that first 10, 12 minutes, whatever. My rating for it, I'm going to go with... Uh, Just to be fair, uh, since you know, you, you, I know you listened to the episode since then. Yeah. Uh, Donnie, you gave it uh, two and three quarter stars. Will, you gave it two and a half stars. And then I gave it two and three quarter stars. I was thinking along the lines of boop, one and a half stars. <laughs> wow. <laughs> fair uh, enough. It's just not... Yeah. I just didn't... Like I said, that if I could rate it on that first 10 minutes, I'd rate it at least three stars. Mm-hmm. Three and a half, maybe even, you know. But everything else that came after it just tanked for me. I think we all kind of gave yeah. it gave it a little bonus, maybe because yeah. they were trying to do something different yeah, with yeah. this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it didn't have the scares that the other ones had. This no. part. there were some moments. There was some moments. Yeah. There was uh, even the jump scares were a few and far between. Like you know, you kind of expect jump scares from uh, from the Conjuring universe movies. Once again, you got some and of the best right out the beginning. Yeah, you know, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, and then after best that moments <laughs> and best scares probably right there. Yep. Yeah. The only other thing I would add is that. Uh, uh, you know, you wonder why they gave this uh, this movie to Michael Sh- uh, Chavez uh, to do that. But uh, uh, this was a movie that was, um, you know, The Conjuring 3 was uh, essentially delayed due to COVID. Oh, yeah. Like a, a lot of other ones was. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, from what I recall, The Curse of Lyrona came out right around the time that this was also being shot maybe it may i i want to think it was the same year and they were just like okay natural transition i don't know why the fuck they thought that but i mean now granted i could be completely wrong but they were just like okay but yeah the same same year that this started shooting was you know when uh la Llorona wrapped and and just because we just because we can <laughs> Gore score. So, what do you think? Uh, yeah, this one, uh, you know, not a whole lot of gore, I would say. I, I would say there's been other Conjuring movie, universe movies that have had more. I think I'm going to go land on about a, I guess I'll go, I'll go dead to, in the middle, kind of a five. I think hmm. I'll go with this What one. did we right. say? Uh, four we or five? About a four or five. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's I call five. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. All right. So, you're the big winner at the craps table. <laughs> <laughs> It, it kind of let me shame. down in a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're not going to have the scares, and you're not going to go in that different. Maybe, maybe up the ante on the gore. You are. It is an R-rated movie, after all. You want it to be an R-rated movie. Why not give it a little bit more on the other end? Of like that we R-rated. said, I don't <laughs> think it was a bad movie, and I, yeah. I admire them for trying something different. Mm-hmm. And definitely, I guess, you know, forgiving that dude that did the Curse of La Llorona, you know, Chavez, or uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. For some reason, I can't ever get this guy's you know name right in my Chaves. head. Chavez, yeah, <laughs> I think I've said uh, 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 Chavis. yeah, Chavis. But anyways, Chavez, uh, I admire them for giving that guy another chance in this universe. But I don't know if he's necessarily the answer moving <laughs> yeah, forward, forward in the Conjuring yeah, universe. Yeah. So um, I guess we'll find out whenever we see the next one That's at true. some point or another in the next couple of years. But and hey, yeah. down the road, whenever we do our reassessment, I don't know. Maybe, again, you know, some of these movies sometimes I, I, like I said, I tried to go in with no expectations at all whatsoever. It's hard to do that sometimes when you're talking about a sequel to, to yeah, big we, movies we and mentioned whatnot, that or too, remakes spe- and things of that nature. Especially like in this one where there's literally <laughs> two other Conjuring movies and seven other movies total. Yeah. Which you know we just talked about that on the uh, on a recent video, Minnesota, how they're yeah. saying the Curse of La Llorona. Well, I don't know if we ever talked to you about that. 
How they're saying the Curse of La Llorona is now not part of the Conjuring universe. JK. That's from Michael Chavez, the guy that directed it. I guess they were doing the press rounds with uh, this one, and he said that. Like, yeah, it was just meant to be a cute little nod with the Annabelle Flash and uh, Father Perez being in it. He's full it's, of shit. Yeah, like we said, that's, that's horse shit. You got the guy in the movie. It just, it, it's happenstance that he's got the same name and is the same actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing the exact same role. A nod would be like something in the back in the in the background somewhere that was like like just like maybe an Annabelle yeah. was all, sitting in the background out of yeah, focus. Yeah, I think or we something. pointed out. Yeah. What was it? Aquaman or, had Annabelle yeah, yeah. sitting in the background. Yeah, that's come, a nod. That's a nod. A playful nod. Not this. That's a direct connection. So, <laughs> so screw him for that. But yeah, there you go. I guess before we get into the background here with the Wolfman and everything, I'll go ahead and toss to the trailer for the Wolfman from 1941. Is that the way Jenny Williams was killed? Yes. Find something? Animal tracks. Whoever is bitten by a werewolf and lives becomes a werewolf himself. Oh, don't hand me that. You're just wasting your time. The wolf bit you, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he did. You wouldn't want to run away with a murderer, would you? Oh, Larry, you're not. You know you're not. I killed Bela. I killed Richardson. If I stay here any longer, you can't tell who'll be next. All right, so there you go. That's the trailer for The Wolfman from 1941. So I guess we'll go around the table here here at Spook Show Studios, and uh, uh, we'll start with you, Donnie. Have you sat down and watched this movie before? And, and if and if not, you know, either way, what are, what are your initial reactions of it? You know, before we get into the grading later. You know what, man? I've I've seen this a couple of times before, and I always enjoy it. You know, delving into the nostalgia, uh, The Wolfman. You know, this one is. This is the one that set the benchmark. So, um, so yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy it each time I watch it. Well, what about you? Is this the first time you sit down and watch it? Yeah, I mean, this is the first time I've seen this one. It's definitely a clear difference in, in quality uh, from, what was that, Jesse James and The Bride of Frankenstein? How dare you? But the only reason I bring that one up, though, is... is because that's the, the, the before this, that's the oldest one we watched. It's the oldest one yeah. we've watched, but also, like, the pacing is god-awful. <laughs> Like this one kept going. It, it had a nice flow to it. It was it was it was a, a pretty good I don't know like reveal of of what a movie could be back then. And smoke. I'm not going to ask if this is the first time you watched this, but uh, <laughs> can you ta- maybe take us back to you know the first time you you watched it? You know, go back and well, talk about first, that. The first time I watched it was probably on, I'm sure it was on TV, and I was young. You know, showing it on whatever station rerun or whatever. And I don't fully remember that experience when I first watched it, but. Actually, the first Wolfman movie I saw was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. That was that one was kind of ingrained in my mind first, just because it was an earlier one and it was not necessarily as good as this one was, but it's just the first one I saw, so it's the one that sticks with and me. And I think the most. that's actually the direct sequel to this yeah. one, right? Well, yeah. direct, quote unquote. Like mm-hmm. I don't think they ever had a direct sequel to this. Nah. He just kind of popped up in other yeah. movies, right? And he popped up in some of the other ones, like what House of Frankenstein, House of Dragon, yeah, where yeah. they had like a monster mash, so to speak. I guess that's kind of what the Universal monsters yeah. became at that point. Was like, all right, let's just, call, let's <laughs> just throw, throw them all together, together instead yeah. of having solo movies. <laughs> but yeah, the, the I saw it countless sort of times throughout the years. Uh, I mean, the the Wolfman is 
maybe not he's not the oldest of the monsters you know characters no. in the folklore and everything and all that but uh and also a lot of the stuff they had to make for the wolfman movies they did from scratch because there's not nearly as much folklore on the werewolf as there is on the vampires and things yeah like especially that. like you know you got dracula which yeah. is based on probably bram stoker's story yeah. right and then i mean there were some short stories mary shelley's frankenstein stories. and everything like that so like yeah. this is the one they had to kind of probably make up a lot of it yeah as yeah, they went yeah. along yeah. for the in the movie and, and in fact that uh that whole line of that gets repeated throughout it about uh, even a man who's you know pure in heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf bane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. A lot of people thought, oh, that's the part of European folklore. It came from this or that. But yeah. then the writer Kurt Siadmak said that it, uh, it he just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so it's yeah, funny in the movie, too, like, the, every time you turn around, somebody's like, oh, yeah, werewolf. Well, here we <laughs> yeah, go. Here's yeah. that poem right, again. He's like, yeah. and he's, Larry Talbot's like, oh, you know that, too, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody but him seemed to know that. You know. Yeah, and he's, <laughs> he's from there, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. wasn't the story like he grew up in this area and then years. moved away to America <laughs> yeah. or something to do something else, and then all of a sudden he's back, and he's the only one that's got, like, a Brooklyn accent or some shit, you know, an American accent <laughs> yeah. and all the rest. Yeah. Just real quick, any of y'all, poem, go. Roses, right, roses are red. I once knew a man from Nantucket. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead and run its course there, buddy. Yeah, I, I'm kind of like you, Smug. Like, I don't remember the first time I watched yeah. this, and it was probably like Saturday matinee. And a lot, a lot of those you know, monster local movies kind of bleed into yeah. each other when you think about True. the first times that you saw them, you know. Yeah. And, uh,. Honestly, for me, this one I probably haven't watched as much as like some of those, some of the other some ones the other that he's ones, in. Like you know, Bride of Frankenstein, yeah, Frankenstein yeah. And whatnot. yeah. Um, but I have seen this one mm-hmm. a number of times before, and uh, you know, this one's always. Um, I have. It's been a while since I watched it, though. Like from front to back, sit down mm-hmm. and just watched it whole like this. Yeah. It's it's been a while. Can't even tell you the last time. But so yeah, I guess we'll go ahead and get into a little bit of the background. As far as the rating, it's one of those older movies where it just says past. It doesn't really have, like, you know, PG, whatever the hell. What would you probably rate it? I mean, like, probably oh, around PG. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh. Um, uh, probably PG. Yeah, yeah right? PG. Yeah. No more than PG-13 yeah. just because somebody dies, but no higher, yeah. no worse than that. Um, the total runtime of this is one hour and ten minutes, so these are the ones you like. You know, it's not a marathon. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, we've, we've went through a few marathons on oh, here, yeah. and, like, this ain't one of them. But that um, was gen- the general sort of, I guess, that, hell, that might be the average running time of a movie at, around that time, you know, as far as not too many more lasted more than an hour and 20. You know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and were drive-ins, like when this came out, and, and like, well, I'll say it, this came out December 12th, 1941. Were drive-ins really a thing by then, or was that kind of? Mm. I don't think they had quite, mm. po- I mean, I could be wrong. I haven't done, I haven't. I mean, they might have existed, but yeah, they may not yeah, have been they, popular. Not on the, not yeah. on the yeah. you know. Yeah. I would like say probably like, you know, yeah, at most late. You so know, if at, you went earliest, if you like went and saw 40s. this back then in 1941, you would have been seeing this yeah. at like a local yeah, yeah. Now they had a, I know they theater. had a huge resurgence in I guess in the fifth yeah in the fifties right before actually Hammer films whenever Hammer kicked off their gothic horror movies it was based on the popularity of the re-release of the Universal movies yeah, in the fifties yeah. when the drive-ins were really you know going off at that point all over all over the country. They had that resurgence then. On IMDb, it's listed as a horror slash mystery slash romance. It's it's not often we get romance tagged into any of our not movies that we watch here. <laughs> no, but that's there not it is. Some, that's not something we do. We delve into. <laughs> no. Yet yet another big fixture of the that classic era, whether it was horror movies yeah, or whatever it was. Like you were going to have melodrama a, was like a huge yeah. thing. That <laughs> you were going to have a love story attached yeah. to it. But I think they do a pretty good job of balancing mm-hmm. all that in this one. Like, you know, it's not... Yeah. On IMDb, it has a rating of 7.3 out of 10 stars. 
So that's basically like the, you know, uh, not necessarily a critic's aggregate, but like fan vote. And that's out of over 24,000 ratings, 7.3 out of 10. Um, to that, though, over on Rotten Tomatoes, really good score. On its tomato meter, it's certified fresh at 90%, and that's after 40 critic reviews. <laughs> and the audience score, which has over 10,000 ratings, that's 80%. So by and large here, you get the point. Like, it's, it's pretty well oh, yeah. loved. I guess I'll read the IMDb synopsis. Larry Talbot returns to his father's castle in Wales and meets a beautiful woman. One fateful night, Talbot escorts her to a local carnival where they meet a mysterious gypsy fortune teller. You know, honestly, that's the first time just reading that synopsis that I realized that this was in Wales. Like, did I miss that? I don't yeah. remember them saying, like, No. Hello, Father, I'm back here in Wales. You know, like, <laughs> they didn't come right out and say that. So, uh, I knew it was England, but I didn't know exactly yeah. where. So, this movie was uh, directed by George Wagner. Uh, did you guys, either, any of you guys get anything on him? Uh, the only thing uh, I got is that he actually wrote this as well. Yeah, he was uh, on IMDb. He's best known for South of Tahiti, Wolf Call, Guilty Trails, and Mad Man-Made Monster, which I don't, yeah, I don't think, other than in I, passing, I don't think yeah, I've really watched any of those. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he should be more well-known for Wolfman than any of those. Yeah, definitely the Wolfman. And I think that, like you mentioned, Man-Made Monster, and I think there was one called Horror Island. Those, there's not That that might be the, that I can think of right now, the only horror movies he actually directed. Well, he did something called Jack the Ripper in 1958 that was like a Boris Karloff sort of a, I don't want to say Tales from the Crypt, but kind of that horror anthology where Boris Karloff kind of hosted Mm. The stories, one of them, Jack the Ripper, obviously. Yeah, on 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 IMDb has sixty directing credits and seventy seven writing credits. Good lord, that's a lot for a writer. Yeah. I mean, like you know, when you, I mean, Donnie, you've been doing the research yeah. on these. Like, yeah. you know, a lot of these guys that's uh, don't have a, that many writing credits. But I like this one. One of his, <laughs> the last thing that he did here as a director, uh, he directed ten episodes of Batman. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know the 1966-1967. That's cool series. Yeah, that yeah, it looks cool. like that's pretty much how he wrapped it up. And then he, he died. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, he died sometime after that. <laughs> he died December of 1984 at the age of oh, 90. Damn. So, yeah, I, I, maybe he. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what he went on to do after that. I mean, because he lived quite some time after that. Yeah, like as far as Hollywood's concerned, his directing and writing credits, uh, for you know, dried up after that. He must have uh, just. Yeah. All right, I've got enough money. I'm I'm bowing yeah. out. Just and existed. Live, yeah, <laughs> and live the rest of his days in Hollywood. I'm starting to feel like uh, we should change the name of the podcast. Uh, all right, I'm done because most of these movies that we're doing now, a lot of people are doing this and then saying, "All right, I'm done." But a lot <laughs> of that might have to do with the fact that, like, you know, probably up until like the last twenty or thirty years, horror movies get no respect. Like as far as in the business, they're seen as oh yeah, yeah, you know, trash cinema. Yeah. You know, especially back then. Definitely. Yeah. Like, you know, you're kind of lowbrow, you know, you're slumming it doing a horror movie. So that's probably why a lot of these people just drop and blow away. It was written by Kurt Siodmak. Yeah. Um, so or at least the original screenplay. Yeah. yeah. Was he, he was from Germany and he came over in, I forget exactly what year it was, but basically when Hitler came into power, he was Jewish. He moved, I believe, to the U.K. first, then to America, and he knew somebody who worked at Universal Studios, and they got him the job at Universal, and he became, you know, writer. And I'm not sure about his direct. I haven't looked into to see if he actually directed anything, but I know he, he wrote some other stuff for Universal. 
Once again, well, actually, he did. He, he's got nine directing credits Great on person. IMDb. People on Sunday, Bride of the Gorilla, The Magnetic Monster, Kuruku, Beast of the Amazon, <laughs> Uh, Tales of Frankenstein. These are all throughout the 50s and into the 60s. His last directing credit was 1966 with Ski Fever. Uh, but he's got 81 writing credits. Mm-hmm. I guess best known as far as on IMDb for those. The Invisible Man Returns, Invisible Agent, I Walked with a Zombie, and uh, Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman, which that's the sequel to yeah. this. So there you go. He passed away September of 2000 at the age of 98. Damn. <laughs> he's one of the ones that, one of the lucky few, I guess, you know, who got out of that situation yeah. and and actually, while we're talking about that, mentioning that right now, the Wolfman, he's, he has set himself as, uh, in an interview, and I forget what year the interview was, but he, he said that it's sort of a, the Wolfman is him, essentially, and his things he went through in that ordeal of moving from Germany to UK and all, and just being the outsider when he got here in the US, and it, he's been, huh. that's just kind of, it's kind of a, he wrote himself into the character of the Wolfman. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. The, yeah. the thing oh. that I found was just talking about, like, the fact that, uh, like, he lived in Germany before the Nazis came to power. So it's kind of like uh, Larry coming into the town that he used to live in. And, you know, he's got the, you know, the, the, the position that he wants and, and everything should be calmed down, you know, and then essentially, you know, like the Germans move in and take over, he gets uh, bitten by the werewolf and now everything's in chaos, you know, as far as Germany and in the, uh, in the movie. Yeah. It's, it's funny how sometimes when you find out like a, a writer's story, director's story, whatever, how like, you know, you feel like it's a fairly innocuous story, monster movie, but there's really some kind of deep meaning behind it like that. It's, it's oh, and like cool. the whole James Whale thing, too, and Frankenstein and all that. I mean, uh, there's that movie out of Gods and Monsters, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. With uh, yeah, Ian yeah, McKellen. Yeah. Good call. All right, so with the cast. Now, I'll go, like, you know, in the order of the credits. So, like, I, I guess even though Lon Chaney Jr. played the the Wolfman, Larry Tab- Talbot, and he's basically the main character of the movie, he's actually listed last. Yeah. As far as, you know, but I think it's because a lot of these were pretty big names at the time. So it stars Claude Rains as Sir John Talbot, and he's Larry Talbot's dad in the movie. He would be best known from Casablanca, The Invisible Man. He actually was The Invisible Man. Yeah, he was The Invisible Man. That was his debut You wouldn't know it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. He was was invisible. Can't see me. Yeah. (laughs) Played by John Cena now. Yeah. (laughs) He was in Notorious. That uh, right there, I was going to mention while we're talking about Claude Rains. When I think about Claude Rains, you would think the first movie, being a horror fan, a Universal fan, that the first movie to pop in my head that I like a lot is would be the Invisible, Invisible Man. Man. But really, it's that notorious movie from Alfred Hitchcock. I think that's just he's an amazing performance from him in that movie. Great film noir. And he was in the Adventures of Robin Hood, the one from uh, I think that had Errol Flynn in it. Oh from yeah, 1938. Yeah, he's got 78 acting credits that date all the way back to 1920. Hmm. So this would probably be silent film, right? Yeah, 1920, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um, but he actually didn't do anything. Like, he did one thing in 1920 called Build Thy House. <laughs> and then he didn't do anything else until The Invisible Man <laughs> in 1933. So I'm assuming it must probably, like, a lot of those guys back then, especially, they were yeah. like stage actors and stuff like that, right? True, so, yeah. And, yeah. that yeah, that Build Thy House, that was his first thing, right? But that was a short, silent film, I think, from whatever, 1920 you said, right? And then after that, it was The Invisible Man was his next? Yeah, 1920 and then 1933, so all the way to The Invisible Man. Um, He passed away at the age of 77 in May of 1967. Good Lord. His last thing was an appearance on Bob Hope Presents the the Chrysler. Good Lord. Bob Hope (laughs) Presents the Chrysler Theater. He was on two episodes of that in 1960, or 1963 and then one in 1965, and I guess that was his last appearance before... uh, 
passing away at the age of 77. It stars Warren William as Dr. Lloyd, which is funny. They, they kind of have that guy second on the uh, credits, but he wasn't really like <laughs> that, that much. Yeah, he wasn't that big of a... <laughs> but I'm assuming maybe like, you know, he was a bigger star at the time or something. So maybe they listed him a little higher. He is on IMDb best known for Employees Entrance, <laughs> Beauty and the Boss, The Case of the Howling Dog, and, of course, The Wolfman. 66 acting credits on IMDb. They go all the way back to the year 1922. Now, he's another one. Like, he did uh, The Silent, Town That... Silent era. Yeah. yeah, The Town That fo- uh, Forgot God, Plunder, in 1923, and then didn't uh, wasn't in anything until a short film in 1931 called How I Play Golf by Bobby Jones. <laughs> Number seven, <laughs> by The Dorf. Spoon. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like basically like... <laughs> this must have Dorf been some kind of like short or something they played before <laughs> movies back then, you know, in the newsreel yeah. days and all that. Let's all go to the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. That might get struck down <laughs> by. <true. laughs> uh, he doesn't have a good you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but Warren William passed away in September of 1948. So only about, what, seven years after uh, this movie. Uh, he died at the age of 53 in. uh in Hollywood, so I'm not sure exactly what happened there. But next up, we got Ralph Bellamy as Colonel Montford. I, you know, just without even really looking at it hard, I remember uh, him from Trading Places. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's one of the yeah. Old, I can't think of the guy's name, but he's one of the old yeah. guys. In the <laughs> yeah, he's one of the yeah. Good call. But on IMDb, he's best known for an old Cary Grant movie called His Girl Friday. Oh, there it is, Trading Places, uh, The Awful Truth in 1937. And then Rosemary's Baby, another horror classic. That oh, I'm, yes. He that played I'm, the doctor in there, right? Yeah, Dr. Saperstein. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which I'm sure that's another movie we'll get to oh, r- yeah, we sooner or later here. Has for, everybody here seen that one, Rosemary's Baby, yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, God, I don't think so. I've got... <laughs> surprise, it's surprise. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. I it'll, was, be, it'll basically be I fresh. I say maybe again, so. mid to late 90s. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, we'll definitely have to move. I, yeah. It seems like Push I watched that, that within like the last five years or so. It's been yeah. it's been a minute, but it's, it's been, been recent. On IMDb though, this guy has 194 acting credits, and his last one was Pretty Woman in 1990. <laughs> but of all of his credits, they date all the way back to 1931. So you know, right around the time that the Universal monster movies were kind of you know starting up, really. Was he uh, creeping death in Pretty Woman? Yeah. Uh, no, it doesn't say creeping death, but uh, <laughs> he was pretty close to it. Now he played James Morrison, Pretty Woman, but he passed away just a year after that. Basically, he died November of 1991 at the age of 87. But a well-known face, and uh, he had a long, long career, and obviously 194 credits. You're not often going to see that, you know, when we're l- running down the list of uh, actors and actresses like we usually do. Patrick Knowles as Frank Andrews. This was the guy that uh, was. The, I guess the fiance of Gwen in the yes. movie. Yeah, yeah yes. that's him. He is best known for once again the Adventures of Robin Hood. There it is again, the old nineteen. Yeah. Thirty-eight. What yeah. did I say a minute ago? He looks like he would. One. He would have started. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a movie called Ivy. He was in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, which he played, according to this, a completely different role <laughs> in that movie than he did in this one. He was Doctor Frank Mannering, in. Uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. So, you know, er, two years earlier, he's Frank Andrews here in this movie. So that's that's kind of weird, but there you go. He's got 126 acting credits on IMDb that, uh, let's see, date all the way back to 1932 with Men of Tomorrow. His last acting credit 
1973, a movie called Arnold. And uh, right before that, uh, or same year, Terror in the Wax Museum. Those were his last two credits. And he died uh, sometime after that, actually. He he died December 1995 at the age of 84. Of course, Bella Lugosi as Bella. <laughs> a real deep part here, and he's and he's really honestly, but I mean, he's got a couple scenes, but he's barely he's, in it. Right? He's got a key scene. Yeah, he definitely yeah. has a key scene. Yeah, we'll get to. <laughs> but uh, you know, really overall, he's barely in it. Um, of course, you know, if you're listening to this, you know who the hell Bella Lugosi yeah. is. But yeah. he's Dracula from the you know the original from 1931. Yeah. IMDb is also known for Island of Lost Souls, Glenn or Glinda, and the Black Cat. Um, he has 114 acting credits. Now, he's definitely another silent movie guy, right? Yeah. 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 His first uh, credit on here, Masked Ball from 1917. And then Leone Leo from 1917. And his last acting credit was Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah. <laughs> That's from, what we were talking about before the show. Yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> that deserves mention in the fact that, unfortunately, he well, if anybody's seen the Johnny Depp movie uh, about the director... Uh, of the of Plan Nine from Alice, it's called Ed Wood, yeah. and you mm-hmm. know the story of Lugosi and how he was treated and everything. And then Ed Wood wanted to give him a chance in this movie, get him back in the show business and whatnot. And then unfortunately, he died during the making of the movie, and they had to get—I don't know who the other actor was—but they got somebody else to play his role in Plan Nine, where he's just running around with a cape over his face, just yeah. to hide <laughs> the fact that it's not Bella Lugosi anymore. And that also <laughs> usually considered one of the worst movies ever made. Like yeah, when you see yeah. like the list of worst <laughs> yeah. movies, it's playing. Uh, I don't know honestly. if y'all have seen that. The flying saucers are like actual looking. They look like pie plates on a wire. Yeah, oh yeah, you, yeah and you yeah. can see the damn wire and <laughs> yeah. everything. Yeah, I, I've seen that. And nobody at home can see me doing this, but I'm doing the the uh, you know yeah <laughs> the hand <laughs> motion, yes, of, the hand a, motion of, of a plate floating in the air. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Bella Lugosi actually died. Like like he said, in uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space came out in 1957. He died in August of 1956 at the age of 73. So he had already had a good long run even by then, you yeah. know, as far as in the yeah. business and everything. But a lot of it came before, you know, television and talkies, you know. <laughs> talkies. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's what they were called back then. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when you made the, when they yeah. made that transition from silent film to like, holy shit, I can hear audio coming from the screen. Yeah. This is crazy. Talkies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Bella Lugosi, you know, another horror icon that I'm sure we'll get around to a handful of his movies here on the Spook no, Show <laughs> at one point or another. Surprise, this is, this, is this the first one we've done that ha- that's had Bella Lugosi in it? I guess uh, it no. No? Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a teaser. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. We have, as Maleva, she's like the, uh, she's like, not like a gypsy queen, but like uh, the leader of the gypsies yeah. or something, yeah. right, in the movie. Yeah. Was played by Maria <laughs> Ospinskaya. <laughs> yeah. We'll go with that. Yeah. Maria Ospinskaya. I'm Maria glad you were. <laughs> and, and she looks like it, too. <laughs> she is best known for this, of course, and she yeah. was in the movie Conquest, Dodsworth. The Lucio Fulci film? No, no. no. <laughs> and she Different play- Conquest. And she <laughs> plays the same part in Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman. So, yeah. Uh, she shows get- up again. Go <laughs> go find the logic in that. The other guy was in the same movie, but completely <laughs> yeah, different, different role. Character, yeah. But we bring her back, and she's got the same <laughs> role. She only has twenty five acting credits um, on IMDb. So we just talked about you know two of them right there if with you, this one. In there. I mean, honestly, if you like, if you watch the film, like you you look at her, she's already old by well, her, this time. Yeah, her her first. Oh God, I don't even know why I'm going to try to read this. But her first <laughs> acting credit on IMDb is from nineteen fifteen called 
Chivirchuk <laughs> Napichi. I think I turned into a Klingon there for a second. But <laughs> which uh, oh which translates God. to what, Josh? Nerd. Uh, uh, nerd, yeah, there we yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> Her last acting credit was A Kiss in the Dark, much easier to uh, pronounce, in 1949. And she passed away that same year, December of 1949, at the age of 73. Wow. Yeah, she was uh, Russian. She was from Tula in the Russian Empire. Is what it says. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, she was born in 1876. So you know, she died at age 73. But yeah, that's, yeah, that's, more that's on a, that. That's a hard 73 years. <laughs> I can tell you that. More on that later. Yeah. Well, it's funny that uh, that she played uh, the mom to Bella. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah, and they kind of threw <laughs> yeah. that in a little bit later on, right? Like I don't know if they established that until after Bella actually died. They had right? already, no, Maybe they had. No, it. it it had she just already, said son, my son. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Actually, like. you, you know what? You may be right. You may be right. Um, but, yeah, uh, technically, uh, just by uh, age comparison, they were only six years apart. Uh, <laughs> which, you know, you know, fuck, you know, hey, back, back in, in the, the day. Things were different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this was 1941. <laughs> uh. Uh, 1941, you know, I mean, yeah. shit. That's our next shirt. Well, <laughs> yeah. well I mean, Look you at know. 1941. Fucking 1941, things were different. The character of Gwen Conliffe was played by Evelyn Ankers. Now, this is the uh, love interest of uh, Larry Talbot in the film. She was best known for this and The Ghost of Frankenstein, The Texan Meets Calamity Jane, and a movie called Queen of Burlesque. That sounds like something we should get around to, huh? <laughs> She's got 62 credits on IMDb. Um, that date back to 1936. She was in a, a movie called, and it was an uncredited role. Actually, her first handful of uh, roles were uncredited, but it was a movie called Forbidden Music. Yeah, she was in Son of Dracula. I mean, there, there's a handful of uh, uh, things that she was in that might be of interest uh, to our fans, but um, she died in August of 1985 at the age mm. of 67 in Maui, so she went out on top. Yeah, <laughs> way to be. Yeah, if you're gonna go out anywhere, that that's one of the places you want to go out. Oh, it's beautiful out there. Yeah, uh, I'd love to go out there one of these days. You should. We'll we'll make it a big spook show, spook <laughs> show trip. We're going to Hawaii. That's right, gang. I got to go there one time. The spook in the show. Navy. So I did on Patreon. Uh, I only enjoyed it slightly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash a spook show. Send Help the us spook come show with boys us. to Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. Help us get to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a couple other here that are listed before them, but really, like, I don't think they're, you know, you need to go any deeper than uh, the last one here in the credits is Lon Chaney Jr. as Lawrence Talbot slash the Wolfman. He was another one of those guys that kind of, like, got typecast and stuff from this, right? Like, couldn't really shake it. I mean, he did a ton of other things, but... Actually, uh, this was the first of... Actually, let's see. He he did... This was the first one, and then... Any of of uh, Universal's other Wolfman movies, he, he was, was a, in it. Yeah, even though if it didn't make sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was yeah. in Story it. Story-wise, if it didn't make sense, it was him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was probably one of the only, one of the original monsters that reprised his role that many yeah. times over and over again. Because, you know, Frankenstein yeah. was played by somebody different than Karloff. And Dracula was, of course, played by a few different people in the Universal movies near the end, you know. On IMDb is best known for the movie High Noon, which that's a great Gary Cooper uh, western. That's one oh, of my yeah, favorite yeah, western yeah. movies. High that Noon. That's, great. that's just a great movie. Um, of course, this, and once again, like we said, he reprised the role in Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, and uh, even the Abbott and Costello <laughs> yeah. meet Frankenstein. Like uh, he reprised the role there, 
And I think, if I'm not mistaken, I, uh, he re- yeah, in House of Dracula, right? I think we mentioned that earlier. Yeah. He reprised the role in that one, too. So at least four times, uh, you know, during the Universal run, uh, he, he appeared as the Wolfman. He, on IMDb, has 197 acting credits. I think that's the okay. record as far as these people that it's we've been talking be. about today. <laughs> it's got to be. Uh, maybe not uh, overall, but for today, the ones we've talked about, like 197 credits, man. That is crazy. Yeah. And they date back to 1922. Once again, probably <laughs> a silent film, uncredited in a movie called The Trap. No. Uh, and then it wasn't until 1931 he was in The Galloping Ghost, another uh I mean, honestly, movie. if you think about it, and like from 1922 to 1941 to have uh, – he's basically doing 10 movies a year. Basically, oh, yeah. nobody today is doing that. Now, Ooh. granted, their production value was a little different back then. Um, and, you know, the, uh, they the fi- thing – They would film these things in weeks and yeah. spit them out like a yeah. couple months later. Like I mean, uh, this one particularly, uh, the Wolfman was uh, – it was shot uh, – October 27th through October, I'm sorry, uh, October 27th through November 25th. So it's right around, you know, about a month, uh, right of around. Of 1941? That, of, ni- well, I don't know if it was no- of 1941. Yeah, I mean, because this it came out in so December. Of, yeah, yeah, because that, that's yeah. a quick turnaround. Yeah, right? Even that's back a then, super so quick turnaround. That'd be less yeah. than a month yeah. to get it out. So, so yeah, it's, it's probably 1940. Yeah, it's probably 1940 is uh, when it was shot. But still, right around that, you know, they took a month to uh, make this. And honestly, it shows. And I, when, I, when I say that it shows, like, uh, you know, we've previously talked about, you know, Jesse James versus uh, Frankenstein's daughter, which was shot in like seven days. <laughs> no, yeah, I think and it was it, eight <laughs> days, and that's two <laughs> movies at the same time. <laughs> and it fucking looks like it. But yeah. no, like, like, you know, even if you compare the two, and uh, I know they're like 25 years apart, uh, but this just has, you know, as far as the production value, it, it just looks like they, they handled this one with care. Yeah, well, you had better you had better talent behind the scenes. That's true. I can guarantee yeah. you that. And not only that, you had better funding. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, you got a major studio versus uh, Absolutely. Uh, two guys making it out of the back of their car or whatever the hell for Jesse James. You say they're making Express- out? <laughs> no, making it out. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Lon well, Chaney, it's Pride Month. Lon, so. Chaney, yeah. <laughs> Lon Chaney Jr., uh, his last acting role was in 1971 of its 197 credits <laughs> in Dracula versus Frankenstein. And uh, his role was Groton. So I don't even know. <laughs> mm, yeah. what, you know, I'd have to go back. I, I don't remember watching that one, but Dracula I do remember versus Frankenstein. Yeah, I know that's not a universal one. <laughs> that's one of the other. Yeah. One of the, that's not know. Hammer, is it? Or is that just something? No. I, I, there's been about three, at least three different Dracula versus Frankenstein. And one of them I know is directed by Al Adamson. I don't know if that's that one or not. <laughs> but that one's probably the one of the most low budget of the, of the three. Yeah, actually it was. Al, Al Adamson, Adamson yeah. yep. <laughs> Dracula versus Frankenstein. Actually, the same year, I should add, he came out with a, a movie called The Female Bunch. So that one and uh, Dracula versus Frankenstein were his last mm-hmm. two credits. But uh, I recently watched, uh, I don't know, this is within the last year, one of his last credits, <laughs> a movie called Hillbillies in a Haunted House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is one of the worst movies uh. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> we need to watch that. It is pretty fun. Oh, it's yeah, fun, but the crazy part about that movie is, though, is who's in it. Because not only does it have uh, Lon Chaney Jr. in it, but it's got um, 
Basil Rathbone, mm. John Carradine. I mean, these are like Hollywood yeah. icons. John Carradine, he's one I'd mentioned before who's actually played Dracula in a Universal movie. I think it might have been The House of Dracula or House of Frankenstein or both of those maybe, but he's played Dracula in the Universal films as well. And, of course, it has Merle Haggard in it, too. So there's that. Yes, so, that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, we need to get to that one by the by the end of this year. We're going to watch <laughs> Hillbillies in a Haunted House. God almighty. That's we could all do, I can we say. Do like <laughs> a double feature with Monsters Crash the Pajama Party, you know. That'd be fun. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Maybe it'll soften the blow a little bit if we watch something else with it. Um, or a Ghost of Drag Strip Hollow. That's another good one. Or another <laughs> bad, good, bad one. <laughs> Uh, I guess that's probably pretty much all I had as far as like the behind the scenes, you know, cast and crew and all that stuff that we normally go through. Did any of you guys have anything you wanted to point out before we get into um, the movie? So, just one thing uh, uh, specifically, uh, at least right now, uh, this movie actually premiered two days after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Wow. Yeah, yeah, you're right. December twelfth, nineteen forty-one. That was uh, what December tenth. Yeah. Yeah. And something I read said that uh, they had even considered pulling the movie because they thought people probably wouldn't want to go see a horror movie after what had just happened. Yeah. Yep. Kind of like, you know, what we lived through with, when 9 11 happened. I'm sure there was a lot of things like TV shows and movies and stuff that kind of got postponed, pushed off, canceled, whatever, because kind of not appropriate, bad timing, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. Wow. I didn't, I, I didn't really put that together, but you're right. December 12th, 1941. And uh, I'm sure that had to have affected the box office. You know, not that we can find those things out. They don't. You know, you don't really. I mean, unless it was one of those huge movies back then, like Gone with the Wind mm-hmm. or something like that, it's almost impossible to find any ba- uh, box yeah. office numbers. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the first draft of this lacked werewolf scenes. That makes sense. That's a werewolf movie. Yeah. No werewolf. <laughs> and just remember, it's called The Wolf Man. So. <laughs> yeah, and actually, something else I was reading elsewhere is that nowhere in the movie is. Uh, the character referred to as the Wolfman. No. It's only yeah. in title. It's only like yeah. as a werewolf, oh. and they really yeah. push the fact that like, oh, this is all in your fucking head, yeah. right? Like, yeah. this isn't really happening. Mental health. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the now, you the, the title. more you know. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob. Imagine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but uh, when you mention the title, the Wolfman, it was actually called something else before that. I believe it was Destiny. Was the working title of it? Really? More than just the working title. Wow. I think that was the title that was going to be up until the point where, shortly before it premiered, they changed wow. it to the Wolfman. I did not which, know <laughs> that. Which Destiny. Is, uh, you know what though? Like, let me make. Let me make sure you go no ahead. No escaping it. They from typically me. do that. They typically do this whenever, like, let's say, uh, uh, let's say another Mission Impossible uh, movie comes out. Um, they typically name it a cheap shit uh fucking title well, yeah they have oh, a yeah, working yeah, title yeah, yeah. like yeah, a working yeah. title yeah. and that's that's typically what they do they they did that was uh spider-man when i was in chicago well star wars was like blue harvest oh yeah when yeah. they don't want to know when it's a big yeah. movie that they don't yeah. want people to know they don't really want to know yeah people snooping <laughs> yeah, in on yeah. the on the production yeah. so they call it something else yeah. so you're not little side note i know this has nothing to do with this movie but uh breaking bad uh i think it was the first two seasons of that you know what it went by mm-hmm Breaking Bad. <laughs> really? You don't say. And that's huh. and that's breaking news. So there would be signs all around uh, Albuquerque for the cast, like Breaking Bad, this way, and nobody cared. Yeah, well, it wasn't a thing, really. Exactly. Or, you know, nobody gave a, <laughs> yeah. a shit. It was just that dude from Malcolm in the Middle, <laughs> you know, going to be in a, you know, if you knew anything about it at all. But, yeah. I, I usually think it's like, like you said, for a bigger production, like Star Wars was called Blue Harvest, or one of them was. I know that. Yeah. 
That was a yep. thing. And yeah. That's just because they want to kind of throw them off the scent. And that's why they call the Family Guy episode Blue yeah. Harvest. Yeah, 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 exactly. Blue Harvest. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's a good one, man. Yeah. yeah. But apparently they used that Destiny name for a handful of movies. Yeah. I mean, uh, there was one that was actually called, well, at least at least one that was actually called Destiny, Fritz Lang movie. Like like one of the ones that I saw on here that actually said that it, that it used it up until before it came out was uh, Son of Dracula. Mm-hmm. That's an odd, Destiny is just an odd title for this. Yeah, and I don't. I couldn't find. I don't have any background information on why it was called Destiny, or like unless, like you said, they story just, wise, the only thing know. that would make sense to me would be because like this guy had left and come back, and like maybe there was a history of this in his family, but they were kind of like, you know, sweeping yeah. it under the rug. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it sounds you like Team see Wolf. That from, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, well that's Scott, con- you know, <laughs> that's where they got the concept. Well, I, I think I think pretty much what that's going by though is just all of these movies. It sounds like maybe had like the preliminary name of destiny until they figured out what they were going to call it yeah that could be yeah yeah Yeah. so here's the wizard of oz hypothetically uh let's call it destiny for now yeah until we get a proper name (laughs) right i I think Um, i'd read something else though Uh, you know what one thing that's missing out of this movie that was probably in every other werewolf movie the moon the moon yeah (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. i don't did they they didn't even mention anything because the poem doesn't mention the moon moon. yeah it just and actually this being the benchmark yeah but it's talking about the wolfsbane yeah the wolfsbane blooming yeah yeah this being the benchmark like the moon was never never covered i i don't i mean i guess we'll we'll see what happens in the uh the history of werewolf uh movies as far as when the moon came out yeah, I didn't. I didn't really connect that until you said that. I'm like, wait a That's minute, a you point. never did see the moon. Yeah, this is a good point. Uh, to that, smoke. Did you want to like kind of toss to some of the you know history? Maybe you know we can talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I'll just mention here uh, what the you know a lot of people think that the Wolfman is like the first, pretty much the first werewolf, werewolf movie. And when you think of when anybody thinks of werewolf movies, what do you think? Of, like going as far back as you can think, you really most people can't think of anything beyond it. But there are there are a handful at least uh-huh. of werewolf movies made before it. Uh, one was called The Werewolf in 1913, short silent film. The White Wolf, 1914, again, short silent film. And Le Loup Garou, which was a French film in 1923, again, a short silent film. Uh, after that, in 1925, you have a Wolf Blood, A Tale of the Forest. And so that's the silent, that covers the silent era. Just that right there is one, two, three, what, four, four movies from the silent era. The reason why a lot of people don't, you know, really think about those or they don't get all that much mention is because four three of them are lost of those four films the only one that actually survives is the wolf blood of tale of the forest uh, and then you come to the to the talkies you know yeah <laughs> and then the, the only one that i now prove me wrong out there you know spook show fans if you're listening you know any other ones besides this one but the werewolf of london which was a universal film 1935 came out before the Wolfman, so, uh-huh. and then you have the Wolfman in 1941, so, so, uh, but that's a little, you know, handful of them right there. That, uh, the the last one you said, the Werewolf of London, was that what it was called? Yep. Mm-hmm. That one was on, actually on like the little DVD set yes. I have, like the uh, the Werewolf collection. Yep. You know that Universal, you know where they release all the monster movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. They had one for the Invisible Man and Werewolf Man, Dracula, and Frankenstein, all that. Yeah, that London, right? yeah, that yeah, Werewolf, Werewolf of London and She Wolf of London were on there, so. Yep. And those aren't directly tied into these at all. No, but, not at all. Threw them on. But a lot of people don't remember those or think about those as much. And if they do, then the, the Werewolf of London would be pretty much the only one that most people would think of, if they can think of it being from 1935 that came out before the Wolfman. It's time to refresh. For your convenience, we have an attractive refreshment stand with a parade of items to tempt your taste. 
hot buttered popcorn, golden good and fresh from the popper, your favorite candies, wholesome and rich and full of flavor, ice cream and other good things to eat, plus ice cold Coca-Cola. So bright, so bracing, with a taste and tingle all its own. For you, the listeners of the All-American Spook Show podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Like I think pretty much all of us here have probably done, you use that audibletrial.com slash aaspookshow. Um, you sign up, you get a free 30-day trial, you get a credit. You take that credit, it gives you a free audiobook. If you say, you know, I can't afford this, don't want this, this isn't for me, whatever, you cancel it, you get to keep that one book. So, like I've said before, Helps you out by giving you a free audio book. Helps us out you know, here on the Spook Show. Helps the cause. Helps us get to Hawaii, like we said <laughs> earlier. Um, so I just went on Audible and, and just typed in Werewolf just to see what would come up. And apparently there's a lot of like semi-pornographic books. Uh, <laughs> I guess like romance novels and shit, right? Just based on werewolves. Uncaging the animal. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just name off a few here. The Beast Complete Series of Werewolf Horror, books one through three. Uh, by Alistair Davidson, and that one's uh, just slightly over four hours long, four hours and 12 minutes. <laughs> this is this is for you, Donnie. Seduced by the Alpha Wolf. <laughs> a, a paranormal werewolf romance, the complete box set. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Casey Klein, and that one is uh, a little over five and a half hours long. And uh, I'll just list off one more here. Feral, a novel of werewolf horror by Matt Serafini, book one. And that one is a little over 12 hours long, so a little longer than the others. But, yeah, you just go in and type in werewolves or werewolf. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of, like, uh, uh, <laughs> the the other guys can see this picture, but you can't. As this one's called Sold to the Werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god! And the picture on this book is just it's classic. So, uh, <laughs> I, I'm... It's not. Romance <laughs> no, romance novel, you know, like, like I said, almost semi-pornographic. Is that Fabio as a werewolf? No. Yeah. <laughs> it could be. I mean, like that's pretty much how that dude made his hay, right? It's just on these damn novels. Um, but, yeah, anyways, there's tons of uh, things on Audible. So if any of that floats your boat, uh, you can uh, roll on over to audibletrial.com slash spookshow. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash spookshow for your free audio book. All right, so with uh, you know the the usual paid advertising out of the way, we'll go ahead and uh, get into the movie itself. Now, like we said, the movie was only what like an hour nine, hour ten, yeah, pretty so brief. So I mean, yeah. like you know, we can kind of hit the highlights, and uh, since we've spent some you know so much time talking about the background information, it also does like that old school like TV kind of feel to right at the beginning, where like they're introducing the cast and, <laughs> and it's each guy just kind of pointing at the camera yeah, with or, his you name know, at the bottom, like, yeah, like Claude Rains, and then he's just like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Lon Chaney Jr. All right, thumbs up. You know, oh. but, um, but you know you, that kind of starts it off, and then somebody literally takes like an encyclopedia off the shelf and like looks up the entry on uh, lichen. How do you say it? lycanthropy? Yeah, lycanthropy. Lycanthropy. There you go. That sounds better than what I said. <laughs> um, but he's literally like you know opens up the book and you see it there on the page, and and then it stays frozen there for five full minutes so you can read the entire. <laughs> yeah. Uh, entry into the encyclopedia. Back then, everybody was, you know, kind of slow to read. Yeah. So, you know. <laughs> well, yeah. As, as a slow reader, I sat there and paused it because I was like, there's no way this is staying up here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you unpause it, it was up there another minute. <laughs> yeah. I actually did the same thing because I was like, yeah, like, I, I want to read this whole thing for, you know, just getting into the minutia of the movie. So I paused it, read it, and then, like you said, like you hit play, and then it's still sat there for five minutes. I'm like, shit, I didn't need to do that. So anyways, you're introduced to Larry Talbot, who's now is returning home 
because his brother died, which they only kind of skirt past this, right? Like, you know, yeah. at the beginning of it, like, well, he's back because his brother, I guess his brother was the one that stuck around to help his dad out with the, with the company. Did they ever say what, how they got their money and what they do? I don't remember. I don't remember. No, I don't, the, I don't yeah, remember. Either way, fortune. yeah, they, they're, they're rich and his brother died. So now he's come back from America. Apparently he's been abroad for like 15, 20 years and now he's back to, to now help being out. the man. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, a wolf man. Oh. Okay. Um, and this is also where you're introduced with his, his dad, played by Claude Rains. That's Sir John Talbot. <laughs> then, randomly, like, Larry goes over, like, well, I, I've done some things uh, with, uh, damn it, I'm, I'm losing He fixes a telescope, but he's, he explained it like. Refractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've done some refractor work over in America. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> the right. refractor factory. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that a couple times fast. <laughs> but for some reason, and I guess it's for only a reason just so he can be a creep. He builds a or helps helps build a telescope up in the observatory in the attic of their house, and uh, he instantly just like I'm looking around the town, you know, the little village that's down below, and, and there's some people riding a bike, walking around, you know, doing their dailies, and then he sees a a, a beautiful woman up in the window, and then he is like it's like the old lift, like I'm gonna swing past that, whoop, you know, like, <laughs> right back on her. Um, and then he instantly, like, basically, like, gets his hat on and his coat or whatever and goes down to the town <laughs> <laughs> and instantly starts creeping on her. Well, I mean, it, it kind of goes back to what, what did people do, like, uh, not too long after they uh, made a uh, camera that shoots moving video? <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> so he goes down, like, apparently she's got, they have, like, her and her dad or whatever, they have, like, an antique shop or something, right? I think it was. And he goes in and he, you know, introduces himself or whatever but he's like i'm a psychic and uh you know i really like those uh, those moon earrings on you or whatever the hell and uh somehow she's cool with this you know the, <laughs> the whole premise of uh him creeping on her like how'd yeah, you know about she's like hey yeah how'd you know about my earrings oh i was staring at you through a telescope my mm-hmm. agent's yeah 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 but she just kind of like oh you're silly you know like she just basically just kind of waves it off, but yeah, it's it's a it's a creep move. But he buys like this werewolf cane, and like the ca- the top of the cane is like made out of silver, right? I think they mm-hmm. they make it yeah. a point to like keep pointing this out, that, and it's shaped like a werewolf, and it has a pentagram on it. Now, what what's the story with the pentagram? Like, is that the story from the pentagram and the story from silver is this movie? <laughs> it comes from this movie. A lot of people think a lot of that folklore is is from the actual European folklore on the werewolf and other. The pentagram and the silver bullet come from well not just silver bullet but silver in general killing a werewolf comes from this movie yeah because there's that scene towards the end where uh he's like well you know a, a silver that's right you know silver kills a werewolf and then he just kind of smirks at him like <laughs> hard, <laughs> hard, hard. but actually mm-hmm. those those guys were uh was it they were i don't know shooting target practice and there's and he says uh you know only a silver bullet will uh kill a werewolf I mean, yeah, that's what he yeah. says, but, but like, like he, where does that originate? I don't know. Well, like you said, they, yeah, I, think, I guess pretty, they pretty much just made it up. Yeah, right? from this movie. I'm pretty sure it's, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've read that it's from this movie. I just thought that it was funny how he looked at him and smiled. Like, he knew the silver bullet. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that. You didn't fuck all of you. And then doesn't he mention, he mentioned a few other silver artifacts that could kill him, too. I forget. Silver dagger or silver, mm-hmm. what, anything made from silver. Yeah, it's what the gypsy mentions. mentions. Yeah. And you yeah. kind of, I don't know if they ever come right out with it, but, like, you kind of get the sense throughout the movie, like, that's, the whole silver thing is built up to, like, all right, the cane's got the silver head. Yeah. <laughs> just beat the shit out of people with this cane, you know, because it happens at least a couple times, right? By the way, the head of that uh that uh cane is actually uh, made out of rubber. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a black and white movie, so you can e- even easier get away with it, you know. But then he takes, uh, Larry takes Gwen and her friend Jenny. Like, so he's going to take Gwen out to this carnival. Like, there's like the gypsies are in town with their carnival, right? He's going to take her, but then like Jenny t- tags along, you know, the old, the old third wheel. And, uh, Talk about stink face when when this girl brought <laughs> yeah. this other girl along. Jesus. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah. shit, here we go, and yeah. takes them both by the arm, and then they go to the car. How do you not take that personally? <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all happy to like, okay. <laughs> um, but they're going to a fortune teller, so they basically, as soon as they get there, they find a fortune teller and they leave Jenny. Like, all right, have fun. Let's go for a walk out in the woods. <laughs> Larry and Gwen go out to the woods, and this is where. Uh, Oh, he left. He left them with. Uh, left her with Bella. So this is really like the big yeah. scene of uh, Bella Lugosi. Yeah. Then as Bella is doing her, uh, uh, or you know, look, looking at her palm for the fortune teller, you know, looking. Uh, God, I'm mixing my words. What's the? Pentagram. Looking at her fortune in her hand yeah. or whatever. You see the pentagram raise up. Now apparently this was like, the werewolf sees his next victim. Yeah. Like by like yeah. looking at their hand, and then this pentagram you appears. See the pentagram. Yeah. yeah so like he's like, Ooh. You know, and just kind of gets up and leaves. She runs. I guess she's freaked out by the situation, right? I think Jenny takes off running into the woods. Yeah, because right? he essentially kicks her out. Yeah, like, yeah, just leave yeah. for your protection or whatever the hell. I, yeah. I don't remember exactly the way it was phrased, but I Jenny come back takes tomorrow. Go. <laughs> yeah, get the hell out. Uh, Jenny takes off and runs to the woods. <laughs> yeah, and then like instantly, Larry's out there with Gwen, and he hears a scream. So he goes and runs and finds Jenny being attacked by a wolf. Now, in this, like, he, Bella ain't a wolf man. He's just straight up, no, like, straight up a wolf. Right? Like, it's a wolf. Here's a wolf attacking this girl. <laughs> and so, that, that direct right there comes from some of the European folklore. Mostly that, that European folklore from the earlier days, they medieval literally period. become a wolf, right? Yeah, some, a little later on in the medieval era, or, or a little bit beyond the medieval era, they kind of become like that anthropomorphic, humanized type form of werewolf. But before that, it was mainly just, this person transforms through some supernatural method or other into an actual wolf. But he comes up on this, sees the wolf attacking Jenny, and then takes the cane and just starts beating the shit out of the wolf, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and kills the wolf. And that yeah, was right. actually Lon Chaney's German Shepherd that was playing the wolf in this. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I read that as well. <laughs> he kind of like rolls around on the ground with it and then just takes the cane and just starts beating the hell out of it. And uh, he kills it. Then uh, Maleva, I guess that's how you say her name, Maleva, the gypsy lady. Sure. Yeah. Okay, we'll just go with the gypsy lady. Yeah, the gypsy lady. <laughs> Maliva comes comes along and uh, helps them after this, and then helps them home or whatever. Because now uh, Larry's injured; like he he says he's been bitten on the chest. Then they go out, and that's where they find Jenny's body after this. And not too far away, they find another body, and it's the body of Bella. So clearly, they go straight to Larry and question him about this, like. Hey, what the hell? Like, you know, this whole incident last night. Now we go back over there and we find her dead. And now this dude's dead. And like, but you said it was a wolf, you know. So like, but they kind of explain it off pretty easily. Like, uh, you know, yeah. it's hysteria, right? And then back at the gypsy carnival, Maleva warns Larry of becoming the wolf. So like, you know, this is the the speech you heard it in the open. He who becomes, or, or he who was bitten by a wolf, you know, the <laughs> <laughs> becomes a wolf himself. This is where you get that whole little line there. Once again, this movie is the first incidence of that, of a, a werewolf bite or, you know, transferring it over to where the person gets bitten becomes a werewolf. That also, that bit of werewolf folklore comes from this movie. She, Maleva, gives Larry, like, this necklace. It's like a charm or something on it, right? It's like this will protect 
Oh, was it a pentagram yeah. necklace? I, I don't remember exactly what was on it, but basically, like, this will protect you or something. Then he turns around and he gives it to Gwen. Like, you need this protection. Um, now, you know, at this point, her brother, or no, I'm sorry, not her brother, her son was a werewolf. <laughs> yeah, Bella. Yep. So why didn't she give all of this stuff to her son? Yeah. <laughs> he was He's just, like, you know what? This Fuck necklace you. that would protect you? No. <laughs> that's not for you. That's for a stranger. <laughs> he turns around and gives Gwen the necklace for protection. And then uh, they have the kiss scene. You know, they kiss each other. So there's the big moment. And then I, I like the in the background, like during this, the gypsies are like packing. They're, like, they're all whispering to each other like, werewolf, werewolf, werewolf. And then they just pack their shit up and get out. Like, <laughs> I wonder what they're all uh, running from. Who knows? Then he instantly goes home and pretty much like turns into the werewolf. Now, you don't really, this is like the old school transformation scene. You yeah. don't see it happen. So it's like, it's basically all the feet, right? Like yeah. he's sitting there in a chair. Slow yeah. dissolve. Yeah, yep. yeah. Like yeah. you see, there's hair on his feet, and then slow dissolve, more hair, slow dissolve. And then his feet, he kind of raise up to make it look like he's kind of on haunches. So yeah, yeah. He he's like just walking on his, his tiptoes. Then he goes out into the woods and then kills, I think it was a grave digger, right? I never yeah. ca- called it yeah, his it name, was. but he yeah. instantly goes out and kills a grave digger. Then he wakes up and he's back in his human form. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. But was he wearing completely different clothes the next day? Like, he he turns into a werewolf, goes out and kills a dude, comes back. And then he's wearing, like, this all black, like a black shirt, black pants. I, I could be wrong, like I said, you know, but... So you're saying you wouldn't change into your pajamas? Yeah. <laughs> when you come back as a feral werewolf man, uh, you're going to change into your best pajamas before... Yes. <laughs> and there's, like, dirt tracks in the floor and in the window and everything. He's like, oh. And he lo- he just happens to look out the window right at the moment that like uh, uh the, I can't think of the guy's name Colonel Talbot whatever the hell it, no not Talbot but the yeah, the guy that's basically investigating it yeah, he sees it him the, down there uh, smoking constable. a pipe yeah yeah and then the guy looks up and he just kind of ducks back but like you know he tries to clear the area of <laughs> like I didn't anything. do this don't notice anything or the uh, footprints all the way up to my room <laughs> yeah they just lead up the wall <laughs> right into my window that's open right now and I'm standing in it looking at you. <laughs> So then, like, you know, they're on the hunt now because they, like, something's out here. Like, you know, they just figure it's probably just a wolf. But they go out and they set up this animal trap. <laughs> so then, like, that day or that night, he, he he turns into the werewolf. So I just thought it was funny because, like, there's a scene where they're setting it up, covered up with leaves. Then he's instantly, all right, I'm a werewolf again. And then he steps right into the damn thing, right? Like, <laughs> instantly, just like, bam. And then, you know... Uh, because he's a werewolf, the pain, he just falls over and, like, faints. Yeah, he just goes, ow! <laughs> no, he doesn't do that. Yeah, ouch! <laughs> he, just, he just faints. And then uh, Maleva comes along in the woods and finds him. And then, like, apparently she's got the power to kind of, like, break the trance, right? Like, she says, like, her little oh, yeah, the, gypsy yeah. spell or whatever, yeah. you know, kind of breaks the curse for a minute. Like, enough to, like, turn him back into a human. She helps him uh, get the the thing off of his foot. And why didn't she say this to her son again? Sorry. Because <laughs> she did not like Bella, apparently. <laughs> Either that or they were just trying to find an easy way to write him out because he was only there for a day or something. <laughs> I'm Bella Lugosi. Well, uh, I'm that not going to be here. That's we didn't tell. He actually wanted to play the role of the Wolfman, but he lost the role to Lon Chaney Jr. Yeah. Yeah, and actually uh, Universal uh, wrote the movie uh, specifically for Boris Karloff. Mm. Uh, yeah. But then, you know... Lugosi, yeah, wanted uh, it but didn't get it yeah. and they gave it to Cheney and yeah. then uh, Lugosi well you'll still be in it uh, you'll <laughs> yeah. be Bella <laughs> the gypsy that bites the uh, you know. yeah. although like we said he does play a key role he bites he does. he's the one that transfers yeah. the werewolf curse to 
Lawrence Taylor. Can't imagine he was still pleased with that. No, no that's no, what I was about to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm sure he was real happy to be <laughs> yeah, a part of this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just give me my payday. <laughs> um, so then Larry goes to see uh, Gwen, and then like he holds out her hand and then looks down and sees the pentagram. Yeah. <laughs> I love the pentagram too. Like yeah. they don't bother drawing this no. on there. Like no, no. <laughs> it seems like they took the harder road by like, you know, it's uh, a bogo. Yeah, like some light shining yeah. down on somebody's <laughs> hand, and then there's a, there's the pentagram, the star, yeah. or whatever. And the pentagram is not the classic one you think of when you no, think of no. a pentagram it's or whatever. You like, think of, you know, it's, it's not even the lines coming together; it's just the outline of a star. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, they call it a pentagram. It's actually, <laughs> but it works. I mean, you yeah, get the yeah, point. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess yeah. it's a cool effect for 1941. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, it seems like they could have easily just like painted it on the hand and then like, you know, cut away yeah. and then. Oh, it's gone, you know. Like, but they could have gave him a tattoo like the Night Stalker. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> or like the guy from Home Sweet Home, where it just says on the back of his hand. Yeah. Um, the club stamp. Home yeah. See, <laughs> so, yeah, you see the panic pentagram on her hand, and then uh, you know he's like, "I can't, I can't be near you." Like you know, now he knows. Does I guess he knows by this point? Yeah. He, uh, enough of the lore that like if he yeah. sees that shit, she's she's next. Yeah. So you know he gets out of there, but he does have time to go back home and like change back into his suit. Did you notice, like, he's wearing, like, a completely yeah. different... Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, he tells his dad, about, uh, Sir John, about this, and basically, like, his dad's like, uh... Boy, uh, you're crazy. It, it's in your mind, but I'm going to go ahead and tie you up. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> and then it, Larry tells him, please, take the cane with you, you know, because they're going out... Like, now there's a big hunting party. They're out looking for the wolf. Yeah. So he's like, please, just take the cane with you. So he, he does, and he leaves to go out and help the hunting party. So as soon as they go out in the woods, or Sir John, as soon as he's out in the woods on the hunting party, who does he see but uh, Maleva, the gypsy woman? She's out there. And basically, like, I don't even get the gist of it. She's just kind of like, you know you know what's going on, basically, right? I think it's kind of what happens yeah. there. And uh, he's just kind of in denial about it. Um, somehow, Larry gets loose. I guess he turns into the werewolf, right, and just breaks out, but you don't see this happen. Yeah. The last time you saw him, he's tied up to a chair, and then all of a sudden, he's out in the woods, yeah. full wolf man. Gwen shows up, sees, uh, joins Maliva as well. I think she kind of says the same thing, like, uh, come with me, I can help you, or some shit. And she says, uh, <laughs> you know, and just runs away. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's basically what she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> runs away. And then, of course, the, were the wolf man shows up, and Sir John just beats him to death. <laughs> or well, at least he tried to attack Gwen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Sir John jumps up with the cane and just beats the living shit out of him. Now, you kind of left to assume that he killed him. But who knows, right? I mean, I guess it could go either way because there were sequels after this. Yeah. But I'm assuming that he killed him right there. And then uh, I think she does the old uh, spell to change him back into the, you know, his regular human, human form yeah. again. And... uh that's pretty much the end. Like, yeah. I, I don't think there's really much after that. Like, no, I think it's just like with the end. Yeah, like I think it's like, well, he's back to normal, it's but like, he's dead. Uh, the end. Yeah, <laughs> Gwen has a. Uh, she's like, oh my gosh, and then credits. Yeah, <laughs> not even really full on credits. It's like the end, yeah. and then I think you see one screen, maybe yeah. two. Oh, yeah. here's the cast. Bye. All right, so there you go. That's that's the Wolfman from 1941. So. I guess we'll go around the table like we usually do, and we'll give our star rating. So we'll start with you, Donnie. What do you say? Uh, three and a quarter, man. Uh, this, uh, you know, this was, uh, man, it just, it really struck a chord with me from the, uh, just the, like, me and Smoke were actually talking offline a little bit uh, just about the production value. Uh, from that time, definitely ground, definitely groundbreaking. Um, but, yeah, for me, 
from start to finish, just the pacing, uh, everything from, um, yeah, like just just the quality of the film and you know nostalgia. Taking everything into account from start to finish, it's it's uh, three and a quarter for me. Will, what do you have to say? Yeah, I'm sitting at the same spot. I mean, I can pretty much repeat the same stuff that Donnie just said. Uh, you know, th- there are a couple of, like, weak plot points, but, you know, what do you do? Like, you know, this is a movie from the 40s. I mean, you can't sit there and really argue too much of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I know we usually like to, like, you know, like to poke fun at the movies or whatever, but, like, you know, that's just, just to have a good time talking yeah. about it. But yeah. uh, this one is, as far as, like, the age of it and everything, it holds up, and it's, it's well done, for sure. Yeah. Um, Smoke, what's your rating on it? Uh, I'm going with uh, three, three and three quarters. It's, uh, I mean, just to, again, what, what Donnie and Will said, and uh, can't really add too much more to it than that other than it's, uh, it's a classic that holds up. It's, I mean, it's got the star power of uh, Lon Chaney Jr. You know, he's coming in, and, and he's, he's making the role his, even though and he's the only one that played pretty much the Wolfman, like as we mentioned before through all the yeah. other movies. Uh, and again, like I mentioned, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. It holds a, yeah, it has a special place in my heart as the first one that I saw. And then going back and watching this one after that sometime later uh, gave me more respect for his role as the Wolfman. And for the fact that this movie pretty much sets up most of the folklore that we know of the werewolf today comes from this movie. Yeah, I'm going to echo what you guys have said, but except I'm going to go with three and a half. Um, I'm not going to go quite as high as you, but, you know, it's right in the middle. Mm. So, I mean, I think overall we all agree, and we definitely highly recommend checking this movie out. Um, especially if you're a, a big fan of the classic Universal monster movies, or or maybe you're just listening to this and discovering that kind, you know that that older stuff for the first time, there are some of these movies of that time period that are done better, but not a whole yeah. lot. It's probably a fairly good introductory level Universal right. monster movie, wouldn't you say? I yeah. mean, like you know, yeah. if you if never really dipped your toes into that pool, you know, yeah. this is the shallow end. It's it's pretty easy to go from yeah. here. So I guess you know that that's uh, what we have to say about that. Except we have our <clears throat> our usual segments that we need to go through here. And uh, we actually, I've actually gone through and we've made some little audio stingers for these things now. So we're going to kind of introduce it that way. So I guess we'll, uh, Donnie, we're going to go with you for the first segment here. All right. Connections from the crypt. <laughs> we really have to let the laugh like go yeah. out there but yeah, uh, just keep it in man uh so yeah looking back to our previous episodes uh i was only uh I, actually i was able to find one connection surprisingly uh from 1941 this being the oldest movie we've done uh, this actually ties into uh the devil's rejects um what uh, yeah it's actually yeah ties into Rob Zombie's uh, The Devil's Rejects. Uh, uh, Bela Lugosi, who played uh, Bela, yeah, yeah. Bela, and the, <laughs> it's uh, very memorable yeah, role, yeah, right, yeah. as his own name. Yeah. It's like somebody so. named Frank being called Frank. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah, he actually ties into um, he he did some uh, self. Uh, was it? It was. He is, I think, on uh, IMDb. It's actually he is referenced in. Uh, like just as archive footage, 114 credits. He's actually he ties into one of our previous episodes, uh, The Devil's Rejects, once again in archive footage. So that is the direct connection. Uh, 
yeah, that's 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 pretty much all there is uh, currently on on that side. I don't really recall from uh, Devil's Rejects. Like they they were like watching a scene. Maybe well, yeah, from, maybe it was yeah. like a scene from Planet a movie Nazi or something. Or yeah, that's what it was. It was it's been a while since we yeah. watched it, so I don't remember. It was but. like probably a few seconds, but they showed it enough to where they, they yeah had yeah to, so had to credit credit it. Yeah, yeah yeah maybe and in that uh, monster ride that uh, be, yeah. Captain Spaulding yeah, took him down. Yeah yeah yeah. Well, no, possible. that was in a uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh yeah oh yeah the the famous murder ride. Yeah that's right. Yeah. Aside from that, no. No, it's just just Bela Lugosi, uh, you know, uh, going back to the uh, the Devil Devil's Rejects uh, episode. All right, so I'll go ahead and throw to the next segment. Will that's you? Uh, so in this one, I mean, it's like a handful of the other ones we've done before. Uh, you could go three or four. So Jenny at the beginning had her throat ripped out. Yep. Uh, Bella got beat to death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As a uh, as a German shepherd, I mean wolf. <laughs> uh, the Undertaker had his throat ripped out. Yeah. And then if you want to count Larry as getting beat to death. Yeah, I think we can go with that. I mean, because as a standalone movie, you know, like there, there might have been further explanations in the sequels that came after this. But as far as this movie is concerned, self-contained at the end, I'm pretty sure you're left to assume that he's dead. Considering that the exact same thing happened to Bella and he died. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that'll that naturally goes into our, our, our last little segment here. And Smoke, that's for you. Gore score. Nice and gooey. Yeah, is that, is that nice and uh, just nasty for you? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, although for this movie, it doesn't really, you know, we're we're at a flat zero. <laughs> yeah. But this is 1941, so, I mean, you, you can't expect any gore from a 40s film. So, uh, I mean, there's, you know, there's the scene, like I said, the throat gets slashed out, but that is, you know, it's off camera, of course. The beating with the canes are on camera but you know set such as that you can't really see you don't see you know the cane yeah. hitting flesh it's not or anything gory like that. in so, the sense of blood so, yeah, flying so, everywhere and all that yeah uh, we're talking about you know, classic horror movies you're not going to have any gore from that era so yeah, yeah, we, yeah it's a it's a zero it's a it's so take that with uh you know any parents out there watching these <laughs> listening to these podcasts and maybe want to show some to your kids or something you can you can kind of go by the gore score and the kill counts and things like that so, mm-hmm. so this one of course you can you know it's, and, uh, and it's it makes safe. it it <laughs> makes it a little bit more difficult too with this one because it doesn't even have a rating yeah. it says past yeah yeah, know, so. yeah yeah it was way before it was ratings, okay so. here we go you know I, i'd say it would depend on age you know yeah. of where your kid at is mature oh, yeah. mature wise because you do see three possibly four on-screen deaths so yeah depends yeah. on where they're at mentally mm-hmm. mature wise yeah. you know but yeah I have to agree. Probably zero. No more than a one, for sure, because yeah. there's nothing truly gory. So, All right, I guess that'll uh, pretty much wrap it up here. So uh, we'll go ahead and toss to or tease what we're going to be watching next week. Or, I'm sorry, in two weeks, our, our next one, uh, as far as the Summer of the Wolf series is concerned. We're going to be watching Wolf Cop from 2014, which, like I think we said before, like only yep. Will, you were the only one that hadn't watched it yet. So... Um, this one's going to be a treat. We're going to have a little bit of fun with this one for sure. <laughs> yeah. I can guarantee you that. Yeah, um, I'll go ahead and read the IMDb synopsis before we check out here. As a series of strange and violent events begin to occur, an alcoholic policeman realizes that he has been turned into a werewolf as part of a larger plan. So 
that sets it up about as, as about as good as you can. <laughs> but <laughs> there's way more than that to it. Yeah. And uh, once you fi- oh, sit yeah. down and watch it, so uh, go on and uh, check out. Like it says here, you can watch it free on IMDb t- hmm. TV, which I think like you, you can watch through like Amazon Prime. And I'm sure there might be some other ways, but yeah. I see that one right away here. So uh, go out and watch that, you know, and be ready for the next episode. So I guess that's it, guys. I mean, it's been fun having everybody in yeah. studio for a yeah. change, oh, you yeah. know, not over yeah, Skype definitely. and everything. And Hopefully we can do this more often. For Donnie, for Will, Professor Smoke, I'm Josh. We are the All-American Spook Show Podcast. And come back next time for Wolf Cop. Oh! Please replace the speaker on its rack when you're ready to leave. Failure to do so will damage both the speaker and your car. We'll be grateful, and so will the patrons who follow you.